Parashat Korach, if looks could kill. I would imagine the best way to know if you're getting an evil eye is to walk around with a big mirror and flash it before everyone you meet. If people start dropping dead like flies, then there's a good chance they wished you bad. Ah, but if it were only so easy to ward off all those ill-intentioned people who seem to be subverting our good luck. And so instead, we walk around with red strings, hamzas, little plastic eyeballs, and all sorts of idolatrous amulets meant to keep the demons from our door. But are people's soft little eyeballs really something to fear? The Talmud teaches, actually, that a person can cause damage just by looking at another person's property. It's also said that 99 out of 100 people die prematurely from the evil eye. So basically it means the graveyards are filled with those who were victims of envy. But what did the ancient rabbis know, right? Weren't they just as susceptible as everyone else to myth and wives' tales? But then quantum physics comes along and teaches us that observation affects reality. The mere act of looking at something and sizing up a particle changes it. That certainly offers us something to think about. Today, it's much easier than ever to be jealous and to give evil eyes. All we have to do is spend one hour on Facebook to eat our hearts out reading people's status updates. But those who cast evil eyes are not immune from backlash themselves. For the sages also teach that the act of giving an evil eye also takes a person out of this world early. The dispenser of poison is not immune to the poison he dishes out. No person is impervious to a daily diet of dioxin. And forgive me for having the temerity to offer up my opinion in the shadow of the great Talmudic rabbis, but I say that giving an evil eye also makes one so darn ugly. Jealousy hangs on one's face like a dreadful accessory that just does not match any decent outfit. Jealousy, coveting, never end well. The Talmud teaches that anyone who places his eyes on that which is not his is not given what he desires and also loses what he has, as we can see in this week's Torah reading. Korach, after whom the parasha is titled, was Moses' cousin as well as being extremely rich. He had 300 mules just to carry the keys to his treasures. But why should that be enough, right? He still envied Moses and Aaron and he struck up a rebellion. The earth-shattering results from such mutiny was unprecedented. The earth itself opened up its mouth and swallowed Korach up along with all those who supported him in this rebellion against Moses and Aharon and Hashem. It was not the first case of jealousy gone wrong, nor will it be the last, unfortunately. 
The rabbis teach that upon creation, the moon was envious of the sun and questioned why the sky needed two great luminaries. And so God diminished the light of the moon. Cain, he envied Abel. He envied the sacrifice that Abel gave to God and God accepted. As a result, he was cursed by God. Their primordial snake, which once talked and walked, envied Adam's relationship with Eve, with the result that God punished him and made him crawl the earth, eat dirt, and caused hatred between him and the woman. And make no mistake about it, the moon, Cain, the snake, and Korach each had tremendous potential and talents, and each had great destinies of their own. If they would have been busy being the best versions of themselves, instead of trying to be someone else, to envy someone else, to copy someone else. We are so busy with identity theft in the sense that we want to live the lives of others, look like another, walk and talk like them, dress like them, spend like them, that we become imposters when our real, very special selves are being smothered to death. In effect, we are really committing suicide, unlike aliens assuming another person's identity. But make no mistake about it, we will always be the cheap, wannabe knockoff. All the while, we feign living their life, thinking we're living the high life, when in fact, we are just a low life. For coveting is the biggest sin of all in the Ten Commandments, because it leads to the violation of all the other commandments. If you envy, you will eventually lie, cheat, steal, kill, betray, not keep the Sabbath, not honor your parents. You will do everything wrong to get what your heart lusts for, things that it shouldn't be wanting. What's the remedy? Because it's not enough just to give you all the problems. Firstly, we can avoid looking like monsters if we acknowledge and have faith that every single one of us has exactly what God wants us to have. Not one hair less or more. God knows what's best for each of us and tests each of us in our own unique way. Some by giving them too much, some we feel not enough. But God knows what he's doing and his thoughts are not our thoughts. Secondly, try being happy for people when things go well for them. Instead of being like the people of Sodom and Gomorrah, societies which begrudged each other the very air that they breathed, instead be magnanimous. The Sodomites were consumed by their burning envy, and it's no wonder that they were destroyed by sulfuric fire. In fact, we are instructed to pray for the needs of others before our own needs, and such beneficence toward others inspires God's benevolence toward us. 
Thirdly, be like a fish. In the Talmud, it says that fish are resistant of the evil eye because they are under the water. What is hidden is impervious to ill-wishers. What is hidden has a chance to be blessed like a seed that grows beneath the earth. The philosophy of when you got it, flaunt it, may not be so cost-efficient when it all adds up. Drape yourself in modesty and humility so that you don't have to accouter yourself with a hundred pounds of ridiculous amulets to ward off ill wishes. Fourthly, as they say, be careful what you wish for. Not all things are as they appear. You covet your neighbor because your view is framed by ignorance. Know your neighbor's full lot. Understand his full package and you may soon find yourself pitting your neighbor instead of envying him. And finally, the best counter to all evil is to keep the commandments, the Torah, do good deeds, give charity, study the Torah, be kind, be a Jew, live in purpose. Just put your ear to your own life and hear your own calling. Keep in mind that upon Judgment Day, we won't be asked why we weren't as good as others. We'll be asked instead, why weren't you as good as you could have been? Enough with jealousy. Enough with identity theft. Be the best version of you. It will be pretty darn sad on Judgment Day when your own life story will be played before your eyes and you're not even in it. You're costumed as somebody else. Shabbat Shalom.